Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and we are back. This is the Press Next Podcast. Uh, listen, I know it's been a little bit since we have made an episode, but we April is a really busy month for us, so we've had a lot of stuff going on, uh, and we wanted to take the time to you know watch films and do stuff to be able to do our research so that we can give y'all the topic uh, and the conversations that we want. So uh, thank y'all for tuning back in, and I think this this month should be, I think is a pretty specific month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be talking about a lot about sexual assault. So here's your trigger warning. If uh, this topic is a tough topic for you, it is completely okay for you to skip this month or not listen to this episode, but we want you to be ready uh, to hear what we are going to be talking about because we will bring on people. Some of those people may be sharing their stories. Uh, and this topic is very triggering. So uh, if doesn't matter what gender you are, if this is a topic that you uh, ascribe to and it is it's triggering for you, please. We are just doing this to have this, to center a conversation around it, to bring light to it, um, and to get some information and resources out there. So today we're going to be talking about a movie called Knock Knock, and it is starring Keanu Reeves. Y'all mm-hmm. remember Keanu Reeves from uh, The Matrix, you know, Neo, he doing all his Okay, little- <laughs> you remember him from The Matrix, but I wasn't really into like, would you consider that a sci-fi film? Yes. I wasn't really into that growing up. So I remember Keanu Reeves from uh, The Replacements. The Replacements? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the That's football okay. movie. Yeah, can, yeah, we'll take that one too. Um, and then also uh, Hardball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. All the G-Baby. sports movies. Yeah. I don't know why he was like the sports movie guy back in the gap. But uh, yeah, RIPG baby. You know, and uh, I love it when you call me call Big, me big Papa. Papa. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Watch. I haven't seen Hardball in a long time. Yeah. We used to always sing the, like the theme song because we used to love Sammy. I don't know if you listened to Sammy back in the day, but you know he did the theme song, "Strike One," caught you mm-hmm. by surprise. Yeah, that was yeah. a jam. Um, yeah, but this has Keanu Reeves. It also has um, what is her name? Her name is uh, Ana de Armas. I hope I did not butcher that, uh, but she was in. Um, she was in Knives Out. Knives Out. She was pretty yes. much one of the main characters in my, the Knives Out, the nurse. Uh, she was in that. This is a very different show. role. Yeah, an extremely different <laughs> role. Okay, like Knives Out is what introduced me to her. And then seeing this role, I was like, huh? <laughs> you know I, I know, mean? Like, same. This, <laughs> this sweet, is kind of left field. Sweet little girl. Yeah, she's not sweet in this film. Uh, okay. And so here's what the bill is for this this film. This film is a devoted father helps two stranded young women who knock on his door. Uh, but his kind gesture turns into a dangerous seduction and a deadly game of cat and mouse. Uh, and when I say deadly, I do mean deadly. And it's a very interesting film. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically with synopsis. Interesting again, is the word. Yeah. Interesting is definitely the word. Um so if you have not watched the film and you want to watch the film before you listen to this, go ahead and pause right now. Go watch the film on Netflix uh, and then come back and listen to it. It was it came out in 2015. If you want to listen to it, that's fine. Listen to this episode and then go watch it. Maybe Wait, you'll have a different perspective. 2015? Yeah, it was 2015. Oh, I did not yeah. realize it was that old. I thought it was a newer movie. Nah, I just think that it probably didn't get a lot of press. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so yeah. it seemed kind of old to us. I mean, it seemed new to us, but yeah, it came out in 2015. And I kind of did know. they just put it on Netflix? Is that why? Yeah, it hasn't okay. been on Netflix for too long. Okay, I mean, it's been on Netflix for a while, but it hasn't been on Netflix for too long. So mm. okay, uh, that's probably why it seems like it's new to us. Yeah, uh, but maybe yeah, go so. watch that film if you want to watch that film. Uh, if not, you can listen to this because the the censors uh the censor topic of today's conversation is around of course sexual assault but we're going to talk about coercion Mm -hmm. uh okay so that'll be a lot of stuff but before we get into all of that um we'll do what we normally do which is just rate the movie because it is a film so it is art and supposed to be entertainment so scale of one to ten one being absolute garbage and ten being an amazing film where are you at and why uh, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I give it a five. 
Okay, right down the middle. I give it a five because it wasn't. It wasn't a trash movie. It was like it had me on the edge of my seat, but it wasn't good either. Like I just I didn't like it that much. I mean, like the premise of it, I think was good, and I think it started off strong. And then I just kind of was losing interest. And I think it became way more. I think you could have gotten the point across without being as sexualized as it was. Mm. Okay. And that's not something that I typically have an issue with in movies. Um, It's not something that turns me off of movies. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I feel but you. I like I I didn't hate it. If I watched it again with somebody who hadn't seen it or whatever, like I probably would watch it again. But I'm not gonna say, "Ooh, I haven't seen that in a while. Let me watch that." It's not something that I'm going to choose. Like if it's right. on, I'll watch it. Um, but it's not something that I'm picking out. Okay. Okay. I feel that. And I think it's important to like, just a quick breakdown of what the film is essentially. Keanu Reeves is this guy. Like he's kind of like the run of the mill. <laughs> oh yeah, we probably should have started with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay though. He's probably like the, you know, the the normal run of the mill guy uh, who has like a bunch of old, you know, habi- uh, habits and hobbies. He used to be like a DJ. His wife is this like art savant. Uh, and so their house is very nice because she's pretty much a designer and she has stuff that's about to go into this uh this gallery. So she's in, she's a really an artiste and um, it's raining outside. There's a knock on the door and it's these two girls who are claiming, Hey, well, we the don't know family to... left town. He yeah, was yeah, the, the only one in town. town. Okay. So he's the only one at the house. He has two kids and a wife, the wife and kids left town. He's the only one there. So the, these two girls knock on the door. They're like, Hey, we, we, you know, the Uber dropped us off here. Or if you're Dr. Umar, the Uber, uh, <laughs> the Uber dropped us off here this is the wrong address. We don't have signal. We don't know how to get to this person's place. Can you help us out? And of course he's like, nah, like I really can't like, it's not that big of a deal. Just use your phone. He's like, what are like, we need to charge. Anyway, they worked their way inside this man's house. He's mm-hmm. just being a nice guy, like a normal, like nice guy. Um, and their clothes are wet. So he's like, okay, I'll put your clothes in the dryer. You can dry them off and I'll call you an Uber. He actually does call an Uber to get to the correct dress address for the, for the girls. And uh, so they're waiting. The Uber's like a 30-minute away because they're in like the hills, right? Um, and then essentially what it boils down to is that Keanu Reeves cheats with the two girls on his wife. And uh, the two girls end up staying the next day and pretty much torturing him because he cheated on his wife. And then they mm-hmm. trash the place and everything. And then the wife comes home to a trash place uh, and, and essentially a scene that shows that Keanu Reeves cheated on her with the two girls. I mean, that's the gist of the film. Mm-hmm. Obviously they go into a lot more detail, uh, but that's pretty much the gist. I mean, they end up like killing somebody. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty in the thick of stuff, but I agree with you. I would probably say like a four and a half or a five. I feel you. It's just really me being gracious. It's it's kind of hard to tell that story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you like, how, in what other way can you really tell the story of, uh, you know, of kind of coercion? Or here's really why I think that I give it a five. I don't really understand the girls' like passion on of why they do this to men because you learn That's in the true. film this is this is what they do. They mm-hmm. pretty much stalk married men, and when they get the chance to do this, they do this to them. Right, and then they typically kill whoever cheats. Right, right. It's As like a game like to them. punishment. Yeah, but like you said, you never understand. Like, there's no backstory on how these women became scorned or, you know, why they do this. Right. What the point is. So it's just, yeah, it, it's it's something that I'll probably never click on again. If I do, it's probably because, like, uh, for instance, right now I have a headache and I'm like, oh, I want to take a nap. You know what I mean? Like, it's one mm-hmm. of the movies that I'll start like for 15 or 20 minutes. If I fall asleep, I'm fine. If I'm doing laundry, I'm fine. Or if I'm cooking dinner and I don't have to necessarily watch the film, I'll probably, you know, put it on if I just want background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it wasn't like bad necessarily to watch for the first time. So it wasn't too terrible where you just don't cut it off. You know, like right. it's a film that you can finish, um, but not necessarily be like proud of like, oh, this was a good film. Right. Uh, and I think that this is good because I feel like a lot of the movies or TV shows or documentaries that we cover, we know they're good, right? Like right, just people the first have one like, talked eh. about them. People have raved about them. Um, they're box office hits. And this is the first one where we aren't really fans of it. So I think that that's a cool perspective as well. Yeah, definitely. So let us know how y'all feel about the film because y'all might feel completely different. But I do think what we got from the film, or at least what I took away from the film, was, and the reason why I want to talk about it specifically in this month, is the theme of coercion mm-hmm. and uh, and how it relates to sexual assault. And so we'll kind of get into that. Uh, so we'll be, t- we'll be talking about stats and everything else. So uh, I'm, I'm sure most of y'all are familiar with like some of the overarching or arching stats of sexual assault in general, uh, which is like every 73 seconds an American is sexually assaulted. Right. Uh, which mm-hmm. that is, that's a wild, just almost unfathomable number. Uh, it's, it's just wild. And you, and you know that what the risk factors are uh, specifically with women, it's like one out, one out of every six women uh, uh, has experienced some sort some sort of a, uh, essay violence um or sexual violence it's like one out of, one out of 10 men uh so this is way too many people and the thing is one really is too many uh right. so it's not to say like 10 there's a threshold and four is okay that's not what i'm saying what i'm right. saying is that like one is too many and 10 is ridiculous right you know what i'm saying one is too many and six is ridiculous um and so there's different and i think that when we think about sexual assault in America, and, and probably a lot of other places, we typically think about men assaulting women, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and with and fairly so. Okay, obviously women are at a higher risk of it happening. Um, so fairly so. I'm not saying that's not fair. Rarely do I ever have conversations about men being victims of sexual assault, sexual violence, and, and things right. of that nature. Do you right. feel the same? You have thoughts on that? No, I definitely do. Um, and I don't know if it comes from, so I think that the stats, and I think that this goes for both sides, because obviously we know that, I, I don't want to say majority, but a lot of sexual assaults go undocumented, unreported. Right, right. And I feel like for men, that's probably at a higher rate. I don't mm. want to say that men get assaulted at a higher rate than women, but I feel like the, the, uh lack of reporting or um yeah the lack of reporting is at a higher rate because i and you can talk on this if you want to from a man's perspective but i feel like men um almost see it as a sign of weakness and so they don't want to report it because as a man you're supposed to be in charge right or you're supposed to have control over situations um, and I could be totally off base, but as, as a woman, that's how I view, kind of view it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I, and me just thinking about it, it's not necessarily even, I mean, I think that's a factor, right? Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, and we're thinking, and, and typically when we think about sexual assault, we think about it from, um, the, like the, the most despicable, it's all despicable, but you're like, we typically think about this like male figure who is like gnarly and nasty and like being very physical with somebody. When right. That's not necessarily the case on a lot of times. Right. When we're right. talking about. And I think that we could talk about that too, is how it's not just like. It's not how you think. Blindfolding you and yes. pushing you into a room. You don't know who I am. I'm in and out. Like it's people, you know, it's groping, it's uh, coercion. It's right. When I am having consensual sex and I tell you to stop because you're doing something I don't want you to do, or I change my mind and you keep going like that then becomes assault, you know, right, like you right. can change your mind. You can, you can withdraw consent at any time, man or woman. And that then you know yeah i think a lot and i may be wrong but just speaking from my own perspective of things that have happened to me personally and then also from people who 
I know, like my friend said, a lot of what I know when I talk to my friends and other people, uh, when they have experienced other men who have experienced sexual assault or sexual violence, it has been at the hands of coercion. Yeah. Which is where this film kind of sets its ground in. So the definition of sexual coercion is this. It's unwanted sexual activity that happens when you're pressured, tricked, threatened, or forced in a non-physical way. I think that's very important, right? So coercion can make you think that uh, that you owe sex to somebody. And mm -hmm. I think this happens a lot. This happens a lot in relationships, right? Like a lot in relationships. Because we're talking about coercion. We're talking about uh, like, all right, it can look like outright threats, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, if you don't sleep with me, fine. Like. I, I, your print, your friend's pretty drunk. I bet you won't say no. That's like, you know what I mean? Like that's hurtful. Mm -hmm. That's pretty threatful. Social pressures, emotional manipulation, badgering, like guilt trips is one that I think is pretty huge. I've been feeling so lonely. Like I need you right now. Like that's mm -hmm. continuing on that is coercion after somebody's already said no. Denying affection. Oh, since I did not give you any because I just said that I don't. I'm not in the mood. I don't want to have sex. I shut down or I make snarky and rude comments or I get abrupt and like push you away and just try to make you feel bad about yourself. I kind of gaslight you. Right. That's what we talked about last episode. Um, and so I'm trying to trick you into getting what I want. I'm trying to coerce you into getting in, in what I want. And so this film is all about that. From the second the girl showed up, he wasn't about even letting him in the house. Yeah. And they kept pushing him. To get inside the house. And every single step of the way where he says no, they coerce him to do something mm -hmm. more. Right? And so here's the question that it, that really begs when it comes from this movie. The scene that starts it all where he cheats is this. Mm -hmm. He calls the Uber. The Uber pulls up. He goes to check on the girls. The girls are in the shower. So he accidentally kind of walks in the, in the bathroom uh, and they're in the shower. So he closes the door. He's like, what are y'all doing? They pull him in. He's like, I need y'all to get out. The Uber's here. Get out my house. Boom, boom, boom. They are continuously, no, just be with us. You don't want to be with two different mm -hmm. girls. You don't want to do this. Just be with us. Nobody will know. He says no like 20 times. The entire mm -hmm. time they're holding him back. They're unzipping his And pants. he's like trying not to look at them because they're... Right. They're booty naked. butt naked right and he's like legitimately looking away so he's not looking at them trying mm -hmm. to be as respectful as he can while he's helping these women out eventually um they are now engaging in sexual acts and then what does he do he continues he continues that sexual act until the act is over the entire movie from then on is based on the fact that he cheated on his wife right mm-hmm I contend, I mean, yes, he cheated on his wife. He was sexually assaulted. Like, that's how I viewed it. That man said no from the get-go mm -hmm. and was continually pressured, and even physically. He was mm -hmm. non-physically coerced and then even physically coerced. Right. And just because he completed it, people will, will, you know, will probably rebut or have said, oh, this person must have wanted it because they continue to go through it. You ever been in a situation where you just do something just to get it over with? Yeah, every day at work. Ah, <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> that is funny. She, hey, a regular com uh, comedian. Um, no, there's plenty of times where, you know, you've been coerced into doing something. You're like, I'm just going to do it. Even though I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it mm -hmm. just so I can get it over with. Right? Right. Uh, and so it was specifically when we're talking about sex, that was my view of, of him in the film. Do you feel different? Like, do you feel that the, the girls have a leg to stand on? Because for me... Their leg was that, hey, you cheated on your wife and we're going to torture you. And I think it should be the other way around. I think he should be like, you cool. I didn't come for you. You came for me. You mm -hmm. continually wanted me to do something to you. Then you did something to me and I continued that. And you want to say I'm the one that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, I definitely think that he was coerced into um, everything that happened. So I, I agree with you. And I don't think that I necessarily saw it as that at first. And then when we started talking about it, just because you don't think of coercion, right? Like you don't, right. you don't necessarily, or I don't say you, I don't necessarily think of that, uh, like right off the top as being a form of sexual assault. And so when I was watching it, 
I was like, wow, those girls are really crappy. Like, why do they keep pushing him? And it was really just like pressure, pressure, pressure. And it was so much that I even I started to feel anxious. I was like, oh my gosh. As right. a viewer, I was like second hand. Yes, I was anxious watching it. And then when you said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like that was that was coercion and that was sexual assault. It's just wild. Like we don't when it, when we get to talking about because if the roles were reversed, right? And mm-hmm. this is really why I'm talking about that is that in the way that we see if the roles were reversed, I think it's very clear to see. Right, and it right? is it and it wasn't a mistake that these two females were young, they were beautiful, they had the ideal body image or the ideal uh, body that society says is what is right, you know? Right. It wasn't a mistake that, that those girls were casted because you see it from a different point of view. Right. When it's like, why wouldn't you want to have sex with these two beautiful women? Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why if we're circling all the way back. I think that's why it's the underreporting kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that our society, when it comes for men, at least like, I think, there's other reasons why women underreport. If we're speaking about women, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, we can go into believing women because I feel like that's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. How hard it is to get somebody who is a uh, a perpetrator behind bars or held accountable. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, those are all reasons and very valid reasons as to why um, women who suffer are not necessarily reporting. And I think for men, it's it's more kind of the social constructs behind it. One is there really any huge precedent out there that we know? You know what I mean? There's no, I'm not looking. Have I seen laws? Have I seen TV episodes, you know, besides like law and order, a special victim unit? Um, Have I seen, do I see representation even in this film? I think the film had an opportunity to show this side of it. Instead, they shoot, they showed a man who was coerced into having sex as being a cheater and not deserving of life. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I think that's that plays a role into and then status is you know when it comes to males having other sexual partners and or um, if you're younger and being coerced into having sex with somebody who was older, uh, you know there's just there's a status there, uh, and I say that with certain experiences and knowing like when I was in high school, you know how many dudes I knew in high school who were having sex who were underage having sex with. 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 25-year-olds. That was all sexual assault. Yeah. But the status that came with, like, knowing that you were having sex with the older woman at that time was like, oh, that was cool. That made you, like, a cooler person. That also made you a victim, and you were getting you were getting manipulated mm-hmm. and played off of the knowledge. So... It's just weird to, I think now I'm I'm so happy to be uh, a much older to be able to recognize these things and, and even recognize the activities and behaviors in myself because I did grow up in this chauvinistic male, uh, male driven world mm-hmm. who has partaken in some of these same actions, not necessarily sexual assault. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that, um, have I pressured somebody to do something before? Or at least try to. Yes. Did I think it was coercion at the time? No. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like even, even like, oh, I'm upset. And so my upset, me, me being upset is maybe going to change your mind on how you feel. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it, this is a very tough topic, especially coming from a male standpoint. So I would love to have other males, uh, you know, to speak on their own behalf of stories that they have. Um, about their encounters, um, not only with themselves, but with other people. So question so that I have. You were you were talking about coercion in relationships and yes. not seeing it as coercion at the time. So I, do you do you think that coercion plays into relationships and how do you think that that how how do you think that it does? Yes. So I think that um Okay, so there's a common, like, I guess not necessarily a misconception, but a common grounds to where 
if we're talking about sex, I'm going to use marriage because mm-hmm. we're married and other people who are married may feel the same way that I feel. Sex is a part of marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? Unless Surprise! Ah, unless you are, um, you know, you have been with your partner and y'all kind of recognize that you both just don't really enjoy sex. Um, and that's fine. But for most most healthy marriages, sex is a, a very vital piece. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a mindset that some people have that you are kind of obligated to your partner. Right. Even when you don't. I literally, I have legitimately seen TikToks of women saying, hey, even if you don't necessarily feel like it, you need to give it up to your husband. I've literally seen TikToks of women saying that. Okay, which is a wild thought to me, but here's why it's a wild thought to me. My body is my body and your body is your body. We have, we choose to share it with each other. Right. Right? Okay. Now, there are times that I feel, or I may feel obligated to do so, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are times where you may feel obligated to do so, but our feeling of obligations does not mean that it, it has to happen or, and or should happen. All right. How many times I'll tell you that feelings doesn't mean it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So just because you feel a certain way does not make it true. <laughs> so follow me here. Here's mm-hmm. why I think it kind of plays a role. Some people take those feelings as being very true. And yes, those feelings do have a role in the relationships and could have a role in the deterioration of the relationship. Right. But I think that there's plenty of times where you can make somebody feel bad about like not giving you sex. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can do it in whatever way that is more natural to you. So I'm probably not somebody who's going to say something like, good luck finding somebody else who wants to sleep with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, <laughs> that ain't me. I'm not going to say right. something like that. <laughs> like, you know, um, but I may, I may push too much or talk too much about it to try to implant the idea in your mind. I might, um, you know, knowing myself, if I'm trying to step away from something or stir away from something, I could shut down and not even know that I'm necessarily shutting down, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that could persuade you to say, oh, hey, you know, he's shutting down because we haven't had sex, so I need to have sex with him. Even though that's your motive for having sex shouldn't be based off of my emotional drive. feelings, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so when it becomes that, I think that it is. And, and I, I question everybody who's listening, who's in a relationship or has been in a relationship, just think about that. Have you ever had sex with somebody, your partner who, um, you know, he's your partner, you chose to sleep with him. Have you ever had sex with them on the basis of like, oh, this person's pouting or I just want to make them feel better or whatever? So I'm just or do it. it's been two weeks. So I guess right. it's time before I, I start hearing about it. And, exactly. Yeah. Let me get it over with because at two weeks and four days, it's going to be nonstop. I'm going to be hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those little things are all a part of that like coercion, like right. cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I just don't want to. I don't want to think, have sex. Yeah, I think the first time that I heard about uh, sexual assault in a marriage, I think was an uh, an SVU episode, like one of the earlier ones. Um, And I could be wrong. It could have been something else. But it was definitely on TV. And someone said that they thought that their uh, husband had sexually assaulted them. And a lot of people were like, what? How is that possible? You're married to them. Like, that can't be true. And then, you know, it really opened my eyes to whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're married or not, you do not owe owe your body to anyone else. Just because you're married to someone does not mean that you have to doesn't mean that they have control over your body. You still have the wherewithal to say yes or no. Right, right. And so I feel that there's a lot of people who, who I'm telling you when I saw the TikTok, there was plenty of people in the comments who felt like. I know, and people think that. I know, it's crazy. Um, And so it's wild. Like, where do we go from there? How do we get people to not think that, to recognize that your body is, in fact, your body? Uh, and if you would like to share that with somebody, that's that's a choice that you have and you should have and nobody should take that choice away from you mm-hmm. um and it's it's just i feel as a, as a human 
uh, I feel disgusted that like I really wish you know, when people say, do, do you wish you can go back and like do something different? I do wish I can go back and do stuff some stuff different. I would never have like cat called women or things of that nature um, when I was younger had I truly knew what it did to women, what I was doing and things of that nature. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's like, I don't think, and even with, I saw a TikTok yesterday. I'm sorry I referenced TikTok a lot, but obviously I'd be on TikTok all the time. Uh, but I saw all one the yesterday. Time. It's his new hobby. <laughs> it is my new hobby. <laughs> and shout out to everybody who liked my video about Tony Stark and Iron Man because it went viral, half a million views, you know what I'm saying? Um, but there's a TikTok yesterday. There's a bunch of TikToks going around, so you can look this up about the uh, essay culture with women against women. And so, and I thought, of, I thought about that and I was like, how do you feel about that? I, I would love to know. And they were talking about like the amount of times that like other women will sl- slap another girl's butt or, you know, say, oh, you have nice breasts and like touch their chest. And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those, those things, does that happen? And people were like, and, and somebody in the comments said, well, it's not the same because like I'm a girl and we have the same parts. That's not true. Right. Like I still well, view that as that being well, like either- sexual harassment, sexual assault. Either way, whether you want to classify it as sexual assault or not, like just don't touch anybody else. Just keep your hands to yourself. Because we were in Kansas City last weekend and there's this woman oh, yeah. who walked up to me and it was like ten thirty in the morning. We were waiting on brunch. She was and plastered. this lady Yes, she was drunk at ten thirty in the morning, which if that's your thing, go for it. But keep your hands to yourself. Um, she walked up to me and she was like, You're so beautiful. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Because she was just staring in my face and I was and way too close for comfort. And I was like, thank you. Waiting for her to keep walking and she didn't. And she was like, you just have such perfect skin. Like your complexion is so great. And then she reached both of her hands and caressed my face. And I was like grabbed her arms and pushed them away from me because like, yes, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. But one, we're in a panini. Mm, You're way too close. Panini, the panini. Two, two, I have clear skin because I don't touch it. So I don't want your grimy hands on it. And three, don't touch me. Like, just don't touch me. You don't know me. Some people don't have a personal space or boundaries, which is why I feel like I get touched all the time and I can't stand it. And you be seeing this. People touch me all the time. I touch you all the time. Ooh, hey, 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 hey. Just that that's not podcast friendly. People don't know like our business. I'm just joking. No, like literally the other day I took a video of it, but he'd already gone. I was getting water at Walmart and some guy, I have my headphones on. My headphones in a public place literally mean no talk to me. I have the big gaudy headphones over my ears to let you know that I am not focused on you. I do not want any interaction, no smoke with you. Why people go out of their way to try to interact with me, even though I have this clear, like, don't interact with me sign on my forehead is wild. So I'm waiting on, we have these big five gallon jug waters. And if you don't know, it takes a lifetime plus two to to get them to fill up. Okay. It literally takes forever for the, the water to fill up. This guy comes around out of nowhere, like taps me on my chest, like in the front and does something weird with the water machine, like kind of insinuating that it's going so slow. He needs it to go faster. And so I kind of just go like, oh, yeah, go so slow. And he walks away. And in my head, I was like, what the hell? Why? Like, this is just a random guy who just walking past. Just so happened to see me getting water. Why did you feel the need to interrupt me? Why did you feel the need to touch me? Is the number one thing. I get touched mm-hmm. so much by by strangers. It is so weird. So weird. Uh, in plenty of different ways. I will say this. I was at an event one time. I told you this, and uh, Katie. Well, I told you the night it happened. I was at an event one time, and I was, uh, I was trying to do something at this event, and alcohol was involved i was not drunk obviously because i was working and as i was backing up this guy was in the way but i really needed him to get out of the way because i was really working why did this man like grope me like he like grabbed my butt but it was underneath my butt so he definitely touched my private parts 
Mm-hmm. And I'm in the middle of working, so I could not stop to address what just happened. I just looked at him in disgust, and then I was like, what just happened? But I can't stop working because also what I'm doing is videoing, so I'm, I can't just miss the moment. So it was just so wild. Like I've just, I get touched all the time by random people in random places and, and it almost feels like normal, but you should not be getting touched. Like whether it be, you're so pretty, I want to touch your face or you just want to make me a joke or something. Just don't touch me, bro. There's plenty of different ways you can get my attention. Stop touching me. But anyway, back to coercion, sexual coercion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think also like insisting that you have to follow through is, uh, is another thing. Like I think that like, I think that this may happen pretty often. You know, maybe one person's in a mood, uh, you know, one night. Mm-hmm. And the other person is like, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Like Lil James, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, and so then tomorrow comes and that person's like, hey, you said yesterday, tomorrow. So, you know what I'm saying? Has to, you said yesterday, tomorrow, even though, t- you know, even though the next day you might not be necessarily in the mood. And so mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, I got to do it, you know, like. I feel like that happens as well. Do you do you feel like that's probably some sort of form of coercion as well? Yeah. I mean, if the person, because you can have those thoughts with yourself, right? But I think if the other person brings it up and is like, you said tomorrow and it's tomorrow and then it, then it does become that, you know? Right. Like if right. I'm holding it over your head, like holding you to your word. Right. And you know, and, even and if I you think even that- ask about it, I think it's even okay to ask about, but if the answer then is like, yeah, I did say that, but I'm really not feeling it, then just like leave it alone. Let it go. Right. Right. And I think that there's that fine line of, um, yeah, I think there's a fine line of bringing it up. And that's what I was going to kind of say before you made that point is that you have to have, especially like if in a relationship, like if you are, if you know this person, um, having that open conversation of, yeah, I said that, but I'm not really feeling it. Or, um, if they bring it up again, you can let them know whatever, or even if they don't bring it up, but you are kind of feeling bad about it and you let them know like, Hey, I know I said this, but I'm not really feeling it. That way you don't feel pressured into anything. Right. It's just, I think it takes so coercion is such a part of the relationship that I think a lot of people don't think about. And mm-hmm. doing the research for this episode and watching this movie, I'm definitely going to be so much more aware of um, like engaging you specifically. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. at this point, everything seems so disgusting to me in this world that I just don't want to be a part of it, you know? And it's mm-hmm. hard, like, we don't live perfect lives. Like I'm just, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm a mm-hmm. sinner who's probably going to continue to sin, right? Uh, I I'm am a, a Santa. Santa. Oh. Hey, here we go. Was probably gonna send us. We had two different I know, songs. I was J Cole. You was going Kendrick. That's funny. Hey, uh, <laughs> two favorites. Right on the two coasts, but they two of our favorites. So that's funny. Um, but I guess they're both, you know, one and the same in what we're talking about. I don't claim to be perfect. I do not. I mean, I would love to be perfect, but I'm not going to be that. I recognize that. But I think that if I continue to try my best, that is that just is, you know, what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, I can live with that. I can live with that. That doesn't mean my intent is always going to be, it's not always going to impact people in, in the way that I want it to. Right. But I'll live with that if my intent was really good and I'm going to apologize and continue to get better. I do have a question for you though. Mm-hmm. If you were Evan's wife, you come home, Evan is Keanu Reeves in this movie. You come home, the house is trash. You just found out your husband cheated on you. How do you, do you believe his story? Well, okay. Remind me. How did, didn't a video get sent to her? Well, a video was posted oh, on, on Facebook. Facebook. They posted mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah, they posted like a video. Like a live. Uh, yeah, like they posted a video of the deed being done on Facebooky. Mm-hmm. And man, so it's like, do you believe him though? Because obviously all the, the deck is stacked against him. Nobody's going to believe him. You are his wife. You have two kids with him. How do you react? It don't look good. It don't look good. 
I don't know. So I think that my initial reaction would be like, what the heck and Bob is going on here? You know, like I think my first and this is just knowing me and this is a character flaw, but I think my first reaction would be accusatory. That's okay. I think a lot of people's first reaction would be that. And then we would have to have a discussion. A very because deep I would one. need some explanation. Right. Then the question becomes, do you accept the explanation? Because right. it's pretty hard for him to explain what actually happened to him when you mm-hmm. can watch him get, you know, having sex with somebody else online. And right. Everybody saw it. Right? right. And so the big part about this really is the, the question I really want to get to is why do we like, why is cheating like the end all for everybody? When this situation, if you think about it, in my head at least. This situation probably happens more often than not. Not necessarily where they're like torturing the man. What I'm saying is there's coercion that probably happens for either side, for men and for women. And the and the intent and the purpose and everything really could be that the person was trying to do good, but they were coerced into having sex. Why is cheating the end straw for everybody when there's so many other traumatic things that you can go through in a relationship, which in my opinion should be, should pull the plug, but cheating is the one that everybody pulls the plug on. Like, why do you think that's a part of our culture? Yeah. Um, so for me, for me, Mm -hmm. it is the lack of respect. It is the, dissolution of respect like if you I don't even know if that's the right word to use right there but to me if you're stepping out on me that means that you are disrespecting our vows that we took with each other you made the decision to disrespect me and I can't get with that okay let's talk about Evan knowing what you know about Evan do you feel like Evan disrespected you it made the choice to necessarily disrespect you. That's a tough one. Right. It's and, a tough one. If not know it, and I say it's a tough one. If you came into the situation, not seeing what happened, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, yeah, right. They, Sure, they forced your hand, you know? Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't know how you would react to a situation until, until in you were in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and my the point of me asking this question and giving you the duality of both, um, which I'm very actually excited you answered the way you did. I don't think there's necessarily, necessarily a correct answer. Right. And I don't, I don't have all the either. answers. That's why I'm asking the questions. So if you're listening, just think about this. The question boils down to, do you believe your your partner's story or not? Because what happened to Evan, in a sense, could happen to your partner. And your partner's really trying to be truthful with you. And while you may dismiss it as, as being, this person disrespected me and this person made the choice, they were really sexually assaulted and they were coerced into having sex. Mm-hmm. And in a way where you say something like in a time where you're saying to believe the victim, are you doing that? Are you practicing what you preach mm-hmm. when I'm legitimately telling you I tried everything that I could beyond knocking these holes out? <laughs> I mean, they legitimately did the deed. OK, they unzipped my pants and did the deed. While one was holding my arms back and trying to suck on my neck, I couldn't even look at them. And at that point, it it just took over and I wanted to get it done. So my point is, with cheating specifically, this just opened my eyes because I feel the same way as you for the most part. But I really do think there's so much nuance. And so I'm never, ever again going to talk about somebody who um, 
their partner has cheated on them and they stayed with them or whatever because I, mm-hmm. we never know the devil is always in the details and so right. we never know so i'm just like i'm done with that however you live your life is how you're gonna live your life mm-hmm. and i have no idea what happened inside your house right uh, so that's kind of what opened my eyes to it is like hey i get it i just don't know why that's like for that you said the loss of respect i think there's plenty of ways you can lose respect for somebody in your relationship but no, no you definitely still don't pull the plug, but I, you know right but I mean, and we know that most divorces end like financial, you know, financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> there's a level of respect in that as well. It's just, that's what I look at. I often question things like that. It's, it's just, I always wonder why. Why is this the one thing as opposed to something else? Um, and there's, there's elements of power and control and some other things. But that's, I think that's our question to y'all this week, you know, so... The question we'll put out, we'll send out an email and hopefully you email us back or send us a video, uh, which will be, you know, if you've been in a relationship, what is the end for you and why is it the end for you? Um, yeah, let us know that because I really want to know specifically. If yeah. You and if are, you say cheating, like, tell us why. Because I know yeah, a lot of people who are like, if you cheat on me, it's over. But like, right. Tell, tell us why. Like, what is your reasoning behind that? Is it disrespect? Is it just the trust is gone? Is it. You like, gave let yourself us know. to somebody else or whatever it may be. I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. We would like to broaden our information. Right now, it's just coming out of the minds of us, too, and how we necessarily feel about it. But we want to know how you feel about it. So that's that's the thing. Uh, email us, pressnextpodcast at gmail.com. We will also send out people who are on our email list. We'll send that out. Uh, question of the week. So we'll probably start that this week. Question of the week. Email us back and let us know. Um, but... I can't get through this episode uh, and give you all estimates and everything else uh, without doing this because I think that this is really important, okay? So obviously this month we're talking about sexual assault and we will break it down in different ways. Today's we're really talking about coercion. Uh, if you have, if you are thinking back or whatever, if you have ever been uh, sexually a victim of sexual assault uh, by any means, um, there are resources out there for you. I think one of the, a very cool resource that I enjoy is the National... Um, is the rain dot uh, org, which is R A I N N dot org. Okay, they are a national um, organization uh, for survivors in in uh, for sexual assault. So, not only do they have a bunch of stuff on there, a bunch of stuff, they have a bunch of resources. I mean, resources literally that can go down to like resources specifically for Black men, resources specifically for. Um, for white women resources specifically for whatever your group is that makes you feel the most comfortable when you're talking to somebody they have resources for safety and prevention uh they have public policy resources so you can find out specifically in your state in your area what the policies are what the laws are what the rules are uh they have consultate uh consultation and trainings like they have so many things safety and prevention uh, so go to rain.org which is r-a-i-n-n dot org and check that out wonderful website also if you just want to have the national sexual assault hotline it is free it is confidential it is 24 7 it is 800-656-HOPE again that's 800-656-HOPE and you can chat with somebody for free confidentiality uh 24 7 you can also chat on the website uh for free as well uh, in confidence so those are some resources there are thousands of resources out there they do a great job. And the reason why I'm giving them props is they do a great job centralizing where all the resources are. Uh, so mm-hmm. please, 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 please check out that resource. Very, very nice resource. Uh, I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of these episodes so that you know where you could go to um, to get some help if you need some help. Amen. Definitely. Um, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. do you have any church announcements as a, the Brilliant Idiots podcast would say? I do not. Do you? I do have one church announcement. I don't know if it's necessarily a church. It's a call to action, I guess you can say. Uh, Hey, listen, there's a couple things that we have done for you. Uh, This week, obvious, I mean, this week, this month, we're talking about sexual assault awareness, and we want you to be a guest on our show. Uh, So if you want to be a guest on our show, please sign up uh, for uh, for that. There's a link in our bio, a link tree. It says uh, guest request. Just fill out that form, and we will contact you to let you know if we want to uh, feature you or not feature you. Uh, But please go, you know, go there. It doesn't necessarily even have to be about this month. If you're like, oh, I want to be on the show sometime, 
uh, there's a kind of a questionnaire that lets us know what you're interested about, and then we can kind of pick you out of the bunch uh, whenever we're talking about that topic. Also, the, one of the cool things that I did this week, so I had a TikTok go viral. I go on TikTok Live, and I meet with some people. They're very cool, so we started this. And what we're doing now is this. Also in that link tree, there's a form for you to make movie suggestions, TV shows, uh, documentaries, all this stuff. It can be in any language, whatever. If it is one of your favorite films and you want other people to watch it, and stuff like that, go ahead and drop that uh, suggestion in that form because under the very single, I mean, the very same link tree, you will also be able to see the responses in a uh, like an Excel spreadsheet. So if you ever want to say, oh, what is everybody watching or what is the Press, uh, Press Next podcast uh, suggest or the fans of the, the, the Press Next podcast, what do they suggest? It should all be there. So hit the link in our bio to get all the information uh, to sign up to be on our email chain. We'll send out more emails um than ever and i'm just joking we're not about to spam your email but we will probably send out one or two a week just to keep you updated on what we're doing uh because you know how instagram is you know sometimes they don't be showing you mm-hmm. all your friends that's the one thing i cannot stand about instagram bro i want to see my friends instagram, instagram. i want to see my friends and what they doing why am i seeing nothing but influencers and ads this is true there are a Come lot of on, ads bro. goodness gracious like what is this i didn't follow I just learned- a friend not to see them I just learned last week that on Instagram, and I just ignored it, I guess, all this, this time because I'm so used to it. Yes. But Corey was like, yeah, don't you realize that there's ads every four posts on Instagram? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, go to your feed and scroll. I promise you every fourth post is going to be either a sponsored, it's going to be a sponsored ad. And I was like, Okay. Yeah, go check it out. Go try it. Uh, he was mind. right. He was right. <laughs> Every fourth, third or fourth post is an ad. And I didn't realize it until he pointed it out. And now I'm like, why the heck are there so many ads? <laughs> yeah. You can't even, like, I just don't understand. So I muted a bunch of people and I still only see influencers. And so I kind of, that's the one thing I hate about Instagram. Like I followed well, you, my friends. Because you're timelining nothing but ESPN and the shade room. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm, like that stuff. <laughs> I don't want to see all the shade room like i want to see all my kids or my friends are having children or getting married or they just bought a home like that's that stuff that i want to see i don't get to see that because of the dumbass algorithm that instagram has goodness gracious but anyways follow us on instagram (laughs) yes at the same time and hopefully you'll be able to see our stuff hopefully i don't know we probably won't pop up in your stuff uh but if we do that's great but follow us on instagram uh, press next podcast uh you can also follow us on tiktok uh, press next podcast follow us on twitter press next pod and again, we are a self-funded podcast. So if you want to give us some coin just to show your support, you know, it could be a dollar, could be 10, could be the whole uh, Joe Biden stimmy, uh, the AKA, we did it, Joe. Get out of here. <laughs> you want to drop that stimmy on us? That's cool, too. Um, yeah, that's a Press Next Podcast on Venmo and on Cash App. Uh, so you can do that. And you know what it is. Go ahead, serve them up, Katie. Yeah, so today's Sunday. It's probably going to be a TV day. So you're chilling and uh, Netflix asks you, are you still watching? Always press next. Hey, y'all do that. We love y'all.